Hi there, everybody. It's your boy, Corey Ryan Forrester. First off, I wanted to thank everybody for their kind messages that I received yesterday after I posted uh, the uh, little update on my absence. That really meant a lot to me. Secondly, I'd like to tell you all that I'm fine. What it was, I'm, and I may have mentioned this uh, on, the, on the recording, what it was was that I finally was able to get my booster, and my the booster son. Now, before I say any of this, please allow me to say, obviously, I am pro-booster, and this is just how stuff like this works. I'm very pro-booster, but if you haven't got yours yet, might I suggest opting for a perhaps Saturday if, if you're someone who doesn't work on Sundays. Now, it didn't do anything to my wife, like literally nothing at all. I, it made her arm sore. That was it, which of course it did. It's a needle going into her arm. But for me, when I tell you that it knocked me on my ass, it was the most I have ever been just, I'm talking incapable of functioning. Now, to add to it, I had also hurt my neck and my back working out, which I would also like to state was not the fault of my trainer, Robbie. It was the fault of me pushing myself insanely hard uh, because I was feeling fat and bad about myself. Um, but I had also like hurt my neck and back to a debilitating point. So coupling that with the booster and the lethargy, I guess is how you say it when you're, is that how lethargy, yeah, lethargy, the lethargicness, the lethargical full, whatever, when you combine my neck and my back with that, here's what I did. I laid in bed. I'm not kidding. For So I got in bed. We got my booster at 6 p.m. I started feeling it at like 6.30. I laid in bed at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And I got out of bed the next day at 4 p.m. And let me tell you something. The only reason that I got out of bed at 4 p.m. is because we were recording an episode of Bubba Shot the Podcast at 4.15. And I felt bad because I had already not done... We were supposed to do TV for Indianapolis that morning. And I'd already told the guys, I'm like, look, man, I can't get out of bed. You're going to have to do it without me. And I felt so bad that I was like, okay, if there's any chance that I can like muscle through this podcast I'm going to because I owe it to the guys so what I did and this is the move by the way if you're ever sick but you have to do something I found at least um <laughs> so what I had was I had my wife bring me an energy drink at like three I chugged it I took some kratom and then so as soon as I woke up from that hour I say nap but it was just a continuation of literally 21 hours in bed as soon as I woke up, those things kind of were coursing through my body and uh, I was able to, you know, get her, get her done. And it was great. And we had a great episode and I was fine. Pretty much as soon as that was over, <laughs> I, I didn't get, I didn't go to get right back in bed. I had to pack to go to Indy this weekend where uh, we're going to be, by the way, wellreadcomedy.com for tickets. We're going to be at Helium in Indianapolis. I'm actually driving there right now. You can probably hear uh, in my car, but Anyways, I said all that to say this, like if you, if you are able to wait and t or take the booster on a day where you don't have anything to do the next day, 
I would highly suggest it. Like I said, it didn't do anything to my wife. And there's been a lot of people tell me, they're like, yeah, no, it was, I was fine. I am admittedly, please understand that I am a lot of things, but not self-aware is not one of them. I'm a very self-aware person. I know how much of a lunatic I am. I know how much of a fucking, uh, like, overgrown child that I am. And that also affects, I think, how I do. <laughs> like, I get sick. When I get sick, it's like, you know, the... Um, People talk about like the man cold, how men get, you know, their, their culture is worse than women's. It's with me, it's that to like the 10th degree. Like when I get sick, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I let every single person know it. I'm very moany. I moan a lot. I whine. Everything's about me. I'm just, you know, no matter what, oh, you just have no idea. I'm like that. I'm totally uh, 100% like that. And also, by the nature of what we do for a living, which is like, I travel a lot and everybody knows that when you travel, like it's easy to get sick when you're going from different environment to different environment. We're also around people all the time. I just pretty, my, my point is I was talking to Trey and Drew about this yesterday and it's like, I always forget every year somehow. I don't know how I forget it, but like I pretty much stay at least a little sick during the winter, whether it be a cold or just my sinuses going crazy or just, I don't know, like, I'm just kind of sick in the winter. And it's a super bummer, like, now, because I thought this year, I was like, oh, well, dude, you're, like, in shape now, you know what I mean? Like, you're not you're not the big, fat drunk that you used to be. I bet that'll all go away. And, no, you know, thanks to, I don't know, you know, flu season, COVID, all that crap, which I tested negative for the record. But, anyways, I can't wait to get to Indianapolis. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, maybe go to sleep tonight and not have a insane fever dream dude it's like you hear people talk about fever dreams all the time but like i had a fever for like i don't know 15 hours and i was in and out of sleep for that whole time and dude like i had dreams where like my house was being attacked by like a world war ii army like it was like they were like storming the beach in normandy but normandy was my house and all of the soldiers uh, they were men, like their bodies were soldiers, but their heads um, were my sixth grade English teacher and their hair was on fire. That's what I was dealing with. And then just w finally woke up in a sweat and I was like, oh, thank God the freaking fever broke. So, you know, I was good. But again, pro booster, uh, because, you know, one day of that where it was completely just controlled and I was in my bed is definitely better than getting COVID. <laughs> I don't understand how that's even an argument. People like, it's so funny that people are like, see, you got sick from the booster. So like, what's the, what, 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 like, what does it matter? Then does it even work? And it's like, well, first off, people are getting sick from COVID. It's not just a one day thing where their, their, their English teachers are showing up on fire to murder them in world war two. Like they're going on ventilators. They're dying. It's insane. If, and I'm better now, like I, people, people with COVID like feel this way for like 10 days straight, dude, even if you don't die, if you feel this way for 10 days straight, that is incentive enough to get the damn vaccine and the booster for the love of God. And I don't want anyone, anyone out there listening to this who like, I, there are of course, and I know this people who have medical reasons not to get the vaccine. I totally understand that. Clearly I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to these jack-offs out there 
who are just like, I do my own research, bro. I do my own research. I do my own research. What fucking research are you doing? Like, first off, you're just, you're reading something another person wrote. That's the research you're doing. Because you're not a goddamn viral uh, biologist or whatever the fuck they're called. It's crazy. Trey has a great joke on tour right now. Hey, watching YouTube with your mouth open isn't research. And that's so, 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 so true. Like, I, I just do not, I, I do not understand it. And here's the thing. Let me explain to you all. Here's, here's the research that, I, have I done any of my own research? No. And you know why? Because scientists do that. Scientists do the research and I trust them. And yes, I know I'm screaming right now. It just really, this whole thing really pisses me off. Yes, I realize that sometimes scientists get it wrong. It's an evolving thing, you know. Like at the beginning of the of the pandemic, Fauci was like, I don't know if masks work. And he's like, actually, I think they do. That's not a result of a scientist being an idiot. That's a result of a scientist being smart and being like, here's what I think now. Let me get more information scientifically and let me figure this shit out. Scientists are willing to admit when they were wrong on something. That's the best thing about them, by the way. They're like, oh, actually, we were wrong on this, and it's now this. That's that is why I trust them, because most of these assholes, these like these Joe Rogan sympathizers, which I'm not gonna shit on Joe too much, because like, I mean, you know, fuck everything he's doing with the misinformation, but like, you know, I do get kind of sick of people being like, he's not even funny. Joe Rogan ain't even good. Joe Rogan's a very hilarious person who built a podcast empire because he's a talented guy. He then used he now uses that podcast empire to spread disinformation, so fuck him. But don't go down, I don't try to go down the route of shitting on his comedy or anything like that. I think that Joe Rogan hasn't been told no in a very long time. And I think his head is parked firmly up his own ass. And that's where this all comes from. But all these Joe Rogan cronies who are just like, oh, see, the scientists, they don't even know. It's like, okay, but they know more than fucking Joe Rogan and Elon Musk about the situation. Here's the thing. When it comes to elk meat and working out and how to build a successful podcast, I would not talk to Dr. Anthony Fauci. In a million years, I wouldn't. I would talk and listen to Joe Rogan, okay? Um, if someone was curious about the history of comedy or how a joke works or how to get booked in comedy clubs or how to form and craft a 30-minute set, an hour set, you can talk to me. I'm literally an expert in the field. Now, if you're listening to this, I don't know why you'd be listening to this and you don't, you're not a fan of mine. That would be insane, but people do hate listening to things. There's a lot of, there's, there's maybe some people who aren't fans of mine who are like, you're not an expert on comedy. Just because you don't like me doesn't mean that's not true. Same thing with Fauci. Just because you don't like Fauci doesn't mean it's not true that he's an expert. I am 100% have put in my 10, 20, 30,000 fucking hours. I'm an expert on comedy. And again, don't ask Anthony. You wouldn't trust Anthony Fauci on comedy, but you can trust me. Trust the goddamn scientists. And again, I think the fact that they're willing to admit that they got some things wrong actually proves how much better they are. I like that type of person. I trust them. You will admit when you're wrong and then go, I got more information and it's better now. But none of the other motherfuckers, your, your goddamn Aaron Rodgers, your Joe Rogans, that doesn't happen to them. They're like, no, I'm sticking to my guns. This is what it is. You're a sheep. God, man. It's just ridiculous. I do not... I, I we, me, me and Trey and the boys always talk about how, like, it's a misconception 
that things are worse now. And I truly believe that. Like, it's not worse now. Like, like, like people go, oh, my God, can you believe how people are nowadays? It, it, the times we're living in, Christians love to do it, too. They're like, oh, we're in the end times. It's like, motherfucker, y'all been saying that since forever. And let's not forget that the Holocaust happened, you know, damn near 80 years ago. Was that not the end times? Or just like, what is your perception of how long the end times have lasted? Have they just been going on since then? But like, if you read the Bible, it's some pretty fucked up shit going on in the Bible too. Like, have we just always been in the end times? Has it always sucked? Yes, it's always sucked. That's my point. It's not worse now. There's no way it is. However, however, in my opinion, the internet allows us to see exactly how everybody is. Used to, you only knew what about five fucking people thought. And now you know what everybody thinks. If there had been a Twitter back in the first goddamn Spanish flu or the plague or whatever the fuck it was they called it, it would have been the exact same shit. The exact same shit. But that's what's so disheartening. Like, the internet is the most double-edged sword catch-22 shit that has ever been because inarguably it has made the world a better place for so many people, access to education, access to information, being able to communicate with people 800,000 million miles away with the click of a button instantaneously. It has undoubtedly led to marvels in in medical research and, and technology and everything. It's unbelievable the exponential growth that we're seeing technologically and medically because of things like the internet and the transfer and share of information. It's unbelievable. But on the other side, it's also exposed the bully culture in this country and the complete susceptibility to misinformation that we have. It hasn't created it, it has exposed it. And it is, and be, just like I said with you know, you're able to uh, uh, get information quicker because of the internet, and that's great. You're also able to get misinformation quicker, which is horrible, and it sucks. And uh, I don't know why I've blabbed on so much and started screaming. That's just kind of what happens when I get when I get to driving and uh, talking about deadly diseases. Uh, but I'll let y'all go. I just wanted to holler again and say that I'm so sorry, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart. That I wasn't, that I haven't yet been able to get something up this week. The week's not over, and I'm, I'll be in a hotel room tonight in Indianapolis, um, and I'm going to be working on this week in Southern history. I just really, and I'm so appreciative that I know for a fact I have fans that are like Corey. We believe you. You're sick. It's okay. Um, but we just, I don't know, man. Like, you know, we've been models as, as a society. To, I think the the one. <laughs> please understand. Let me preface this by saying this is barely a silver lining. And obviously the pandemic's the worst fucking thing that's happened in our lifetimes. But the one good thing about the pandemic has been that we realize now how insane it is that for years it was just expected of you to work sick. And I'm sure that it still is for a lot of people and companies. There's plenty of companies that are still run by goddamn fascist assholes that don't care about you. But like because of that, even me, a comedian who makes my own schedule, um, is pretty much my own boss. I mean, from week to week, it's like, well, this week my boss is the owner of the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. That's true. But like, you know, I make my own hours mostly, yada, yada. But I still feel that like when I was sick this week and I literally couldn't move, there was still part of me that was like, could you muster 
any strength to get something out to these people because that's just the culture that we live in. I'm like, it's no excuse that you're sick and that you can't hardly move and that your neck and back are completely shut down. That's no excuse. But the thing is, is that yes, yes, it is. It's a pretty valid excuse. Um, that doesn't keep me from feeling bad. Um, because again, some of you pay $5 a month for this and I really, really appreciate you. So because of that, you know, obviously that's why I've been even giving these updates, but I just feel horrible. And, uh, but tonight I'm going to start cracking on it. I love y'all so much. Thank you for letting me rant about this, um, uh, disease and my experience with the booster, but please, for God's sakes, still go get the booster. It was one day of bullshit. And again, my, it didn't even, my wife didn't even, wasn't even affected by it. And now I'm more protected against a deadly disease. It is a good, 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 good thing. Uh, if you're in Indianapolis this weekend, I'll be there at Helium Comedy Club. Next week, I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin with the boys. And then after that, I am taking, uh, well, we're taking, we're off for like a month. Um, and then, yeah, we're off for like the rest of February. And then we got March. And then, and then April, our last shows are at the end of April. And then, uh, Maybe you're hearing it here first, but I'm taking the entire summer off. Uh, I probably won't go back to touring until the end of eight, uh, August. Um, and that is to work on a new project, a couple new projects with my buddy, the inimitable Trey Crowder. Um, we are writing a uh, new uh, thing. And, <laughs> and I, I, was about, I was about to say way more than I should. And we are... Uh, and we're also, we, we're shooting a new podcast series, uh, which we've already got 16 episodes in the can, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. We haven't made the official announcement first, but because y'all are my Substack VIPs, y'all get, uh, get to know before everybody else does. It's, uh, it's called Putting On Airs, and it is a, uh, it's a podcast wherein two, fancy, or two, two hillbillies, me and Trey, talk about fancy things. You know the phrase, putting on airs. That boy's putting on airs. Um, basically we talk about just, like I said, super fancy thing, the Royal aristocracy. Um, we do history lessons and like one episode I'll, I'll break down the life of Henry the eighth. The next episode I'll break down the life of Marie Antoinette. We talk about, uh, the Venn diagram of fancy people and rednecks when those two things kind of clash, such as tea, fancy people love it. Rednecks love it. Uh, wine, fancy people love it. Rednecks love it. Let's talk about it. Owning horses. Fancy people do it. Rednecks do it. But how different are they? We talk about stuff like that. It's going to be awesome. Like I said, we haven't made the official announcement yet, but we are 16 episodes deep in the can. So we got a lot of stuff that's going to be coming to you um, over the summer. And uh, obviously my Substack people will get a will get sneak previews and all stuff like that. I'm going to do my best to make up for the fact that this week I have been sick and unable to put anything out. So... Anywho, I love you very much. Remember, if you are out there suffering from depression, um, it is a disease of the brain and you should not feel ashamed about it. You wouldn't feel ashamed if you had something wrong with your kidney. It's not your fault, okay? There's no shame in getting help. There's plenty of places out there now that you can get help online. You don't even have to leave the house. I'll tell you what, it's BS that we haven't gotten to a place in this country where access um, to things like that was free for people who needed it. Um, it just isn't. Unfortunately, um, having a depression costs money, and that's a bummer, and that sucks, and we need to get away from that in this world. 
but bare minimum, talk to somebody, your friends, your mom, holler at your boy. If you're considering doing the, the real, the bad thing, remember that that is a permanent solution to a temporary problem as the cliche goes. And you matter at bare minimum, call the suicide hotline. Um, and we love you and I love you. I ain't going to lie to you. I had a little bit of the, uh, what I call the big sad this week. You know, I think sickness and, and injury can like exacerbate depression for me because it, you know, puts you in the bed and that's not a, that's not a good state to be in when you're someone that is susceptible to depression, like being in the bed and like not being able to move. Like it, it literally, it quite literally depresses you. And, um, one thing I'll be honest with you that helps me, I like, uh, I, I go on Substack and I remember that I have a lot of subscribers and that's people that that's at bare minimum care about my work. And to be honest with you, my work is my identity. Therefore, if you care about my work, you care about me and that makes me feel better. So try to find those little joys. You know, I don't know what it is. There's, I don't, well, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, ways or whatever. Um, Stuff like that really works. I put things away in like a little happy journal. Like, like I'm not kidding. This sounds so stupid. This sounds so stupid, but anything that works helps. Sometimes I'll just get a really nice comment on something I've done from like somebody, especially from somebody I respect, you know, maybe an actor or a fellow writer or comedian. And I will screenshot that comment and put it in my favorites folder. And just when I'm feeling sad, I'll look at it and be like, oh yeah, remember how this made you feel? Well, it's fine. Good things are going to happen again, buddy. So if you're out there and you suffer from anxiety or depression, remember, talk to somebody and um, and bare minimum, call the suicide hotline if it gets to that point. Also, everybody um, out here on Substack, I know that I've just, for the entirety of this episode, talked about how big of a piece of shit I was for not having anything up this week. So you're like, well, why would I pay $5 for not getting anything? Well, once again, I'm definitely, definitely going to get this week in Southern history up by, by the week's end. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. And I'll also try to get a bonus thing out as I often do when something like this happens. Um, but if you're out there and you subscribe for free, first off, that is great. And that is awesome. And I appreciate you, but maybe consider bumping up to the $5 a month because it, the more people do, the more it will free up my time to write more and put more things out. If, if I have a number in mind of people that subscribe for $5, that if I hit it this time next year, I'm going to be able to clear so much of my schedule because it's like, yeah, I don't have to do all those other things that I was kind of just doing because it paid the bills and I can focus solely, not solely, but like a, a, a large amount on this Substack and our podcast and stuff like that. And that would make me really happy. And I'd be able to put more stuff out. I'd be able to take more time on it. And so that'd be really cool. So if you if you have considered it before, maybe considered it again. But again, if you subscribe for free, that's totally fine. Um, but remember, if you you know if you subscribe to uh, for the five dollars, you get things early. You get the audio for everything. Um, and also, if you're somebody out there that's like, I would really like to support you and give you the five dollars because I'd like the audio and I'd like everything early. But you literally just can't afford it because um, you're out of work, you're on strike, or you just got, yeah, you just had a baby and shit's tight. I will comp you, uh, buttercreamcory at gmail.com. Just send me a message. I'll comp you. No questions asked. I love you all so very much. Thank you for hearing me ramble. I apologize for my absence this week. I'm on the mend. If anybody out there, out, out there is sick, I hope you feel better. Love you. See ya. Bye.